0: Pushback, questions, Adam. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that is interesting that he says in uh, First John one ninety, he is faithful and righteous or just to forgive us our sins, um, but he's certainly faithful to his commitment and to the. Attainment. Maybe other things to say about that. Anymore. Other questions or comments, Brian. Okay, good point. Jesus depicts, for all time, the suffering and the resurrection. Harry? Yes, I think so. Um, You know... Basically God passed judgment against Jesus. Jesus took the punishment, He passed judgment for us. So he had his relationship with God severed, we had ours made right. Uh, so he died. You know uh, it's like you know, the sin was put on his account, so he suffered for it so that we won't have to so that we can be righteous. Uh, you know I mean there's various ways of saying that. they all come out to saying the same thing. You know, he um, he bore our sins like he carried them, and so he was punished as if he were. Does that amount to a sin offering? I don't know. He's asking questions. Does that not amount to him being a sin offering? I believe he was a sin offering. Certainly. But I'm not sure that, uh, that's certainly not the term he uses. So I prefer to stick with what he says. Uh, though I do believe he was a sin offering, I believe this probably goes beyond that. Brandon. Right. Yes, okay. Yeah, the question is about uh, Matthew eight seventeen, where Jesus healed people. This was the fulfillment was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. And that Jesus didn't become diseased, but he took them away. Certainly Jesus did do that. You understand even in this passage, he's using that as an analogy. You know, Jesus healing people physically is an analogy. It's it's kind of a uh um, type anatype of the fuller spiritual healing that he provides. Um and so yeah, I think I think they're that would not be an absolute parallel in the sense I would agree he didn't take their sicknesses upon himself, he did take our sins upon himself. So, you know, sometimes when you see the typical fulfillment, it's not going to be as complete as the, the fulfillment in what Isaiah was actually talking about. Joe? this is a question.
1: Uh, the difference between sin and the sin offering, think back to the sacrifice in the Old Testament. The animals weren't aware of what was taking place. To me, the distinction is significant that Jesus was aware, thus describing Psalm 22.
0: Right. Yeah, Jesus different from the animals. He was aware this was a voluntary offering on his part. Um, no, no animal could fully take our place. I mean, that was that the sacrifice of the lamb or whatever was a representation of the ultimate sacrifice that could take our place because Jesus did a conscious sacrifice for us. Yes. Okay, perhaps there's something to that.
1: Dan. So what similarities or differences uh, do we have? How we forgive us? Sometimes I thought that when somebody comes after to forgive us, I'd say, "Oh, if He just to forgive you and it's it's done," Remember, God we can't just wave his hand, can't just forgive about the issues of friendship. So how is it
0: different or how is it the same that? Okay, should we forgive as God forgives and so God doesn't just dismiss the sins without our repentance, for example? Here's at least something. I'm not sure I know the full answer to that. But is there a difference between forgiveness and a forgiving spirit? Jesus prayed, God forgive them. Now the application of that would be as they repent. But he, he wanted their forgiveness. He had no malice. He took no revenge. Uh, and so it seems to me like we always have a forgiving spirit. Stephen asked for God to forgive them. Obviously that would take place as they repented. So we treat each other right. And in a forgiving spirit, we treat them as righteous when they repent. Maybe something
1: like that. Alright? Yes, right. Going back to the Jesus becoming sin for us, God applies Jesus' blood to us, so even though we're, it, it doesn't undo everything that we've done wrong, or God sees the blood, He doesn't see the sin. Uh, right. So maybe in the same way you can see uh, our sins being stuck to Jesus. Uh, Jesus didn't become a sinner, but God sees the sin and judges it. Right. Yes, God judged the
0: sin in Jesus. Exactly. Cameron?
1: You talked about the cup of wrath and how Jesus used that to reference that that punishment uh, that we don't have to pay. Um, And you went to Jeremiah 25 to explain a little bit of what that was. But back in Jeremiah 25, it says that he forced the nations to drink of it. So to what degree did the nations partake of that same punishment that Jesus had?
0: Well, I think the idea is they're going to experience God's wrath. God's going to punish them because of their sins. Jesus took that cup in our place and he was punished in our place. JB. And the part of what we're saying in
1: verse 21 how he, he became sin is the rest of that sin is the right of God. He's clearly hot in On what level are we the right of God? So we're not just, God is righteous. Our so He's saying to figure in your Bible Okay, yeah, good point. Second Corinthians five twenty-one,
0: he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I think he's using righteousness in much the same way that Paul does in that he does in Romans, being made right with God. Jesus' relationship with God was severed so we could be made right with God. We were made righteous before God, forgiven and in a right relationship with him. I think that's the idea. We are the righteousness of God. We are innocent before God. He is the one treated as a sinner. Uh, I don't see any other hands up. That may be just as well. I think we've probably gone about as far with this as we should. Appreciate your patience. I realize it's not for everybody, but for this all really applicable. I think it's helpful, though, and I think we need some inoculation about this. Paul's going to lead us in some songs.